Uh, Jason and I discuss horror movies a lot, especially with these October casts. Um, one of the things that you'll see as a recurring theme is that we're not very impressed with the movies that are coming out right now. Uh, so, to my left, I have Joe. Hello. Hey, and Joe, um, you actually are a horror buff. Would, would you use that word? Or a horror book geek, I guess would be the word. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, that'd be a good word. I, that's practically all I read. Yeah, and you, do you read a lot? Yeah, not as much as I used to, but I still read probably a book every couple weeks. It used to be like one, actually like two a week I would read. Didn't you tell me at one point you had a book that was so good you read it in one sitting, like in a day? You only got up to what was it, used the bathroom? Yeah, I I read it throughout the day, but I finished it in the whole day. Yeah, I got up a couple times like to get some food and to go to the bathroom, but... I read it it literally all day, and it was kind of a long book. But I was just gonna say, how many great. pages? It well, I mean, it was like around like three hundred fifty, somewhere around there. <laughs> not like you know Stephen I, King long, but <laughs> not short. Yeah, that that sounds like a lot of pages to me. <laughs> but uh, um, and obviously, Jason, you I think read more horror than I do because your bookshelf is covered in a bunch of it, but um. I saw that you just recently got a book over there. What are you, what are you reading now? It's uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes by Stephen King. All right, and you you said that you read the first story in that, and you suggest it to me highly. Yes, yes. Um, well, I also want to say, listeners, why why are we doing this particularly? Well, one, because reading is fundamental. No, it's 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 <laughs> reading is um, I think a great way to escape the things that we don't like about Hollywood because. You can imagine it however you want. So if you don't like creature designs, like Jason and I sometimes have a problem with, or if you don't like the actor that they picked, like Joe, we were talking about, <laughs> they picked cousin Balky Bartokamas <laughs> to play um, the lead in Stephen King's television version of The Langoliers. If you don't like that, you can put your own character in there. Well, which, I'm like you, though, Joe. You said you couldn't imagine anybody else once you saw the yeah. TV show. It was actually a decent story, but... Uh... You know, the whole time, whenever I was reading about him, all I could imagine was Balky. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on. You know, couldn't have been someone else. Yeah. Well, and so um, that is true. I think I have the same... Uh, I, that same thing happens to me, which is good, though, because when I see a good movie, I'll imagine those characters better sometimes than I could have thought up in my own head when I've seen their costumes and their faces and things on screen. How, how do you feel about that, Jason? Do you have any particular... Uh, thought one way or the other like does it make it easier for you or harder if they're well known um if yeah like if the actors and everything even if they're not well known like let's say the first story in that stephen king short stories book you're reading Mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna randomly pick an actor because i have no idea but let's say they cast brad pitt in that role of the lead Mm -hmm. would you then assign brad pitt's face to that character if the story on screen was good um most likely because I read Jurassic Park after, you know years after the movie was out, and that's that's who I pictured those characters, right? Those actors, which was tricky because they switched the male and the female kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was a little weird for me. But um, are you guys the same way when you read? If you don't have a specific face in mind, do you kind of just picture a blur, almost like you kind of see the person, but you don't really focus in on them? Yeah, I do. That's how I am too. Yeah, yeah. isn't that interesting? Like, I kind of just assign a 
person that kind of looks like him in my head when right. I'm reading it, but there's not a specific face. Like, I couldn't describe it to a police sketch artist. What about voices? <laughs> Do you assign different voices to characters? I have done both. Like, I'll just read it almost as though I'm reading aloud. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where I'll stop and I'll really try to read the voices, like, in the character. And it always turns out better if I read the voices, but it takes longer. Have, yeah. you, have I, you ever done that? I do the same thing. And, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's better if you've got a voice rather than just your own voice or just random voices, especially if there's a lot of characters. Yeah, and, and for me, what will happen is my own voice will start taking the place of those and all the characters start to uh, sound the same in my head, obviously, because it's my voice. But what I mean is that I won't catch the little subtleties that the writer is putting in there for their character or how they would say things because I'm reading it perhaps in the wrong tone mm-hmm. or you know what I mean in the wrong context of character so it's interesting um, but we wanted to talk to Joe because he has been reading horror for a while and we wanted to talk to him if you're listening out there and you're thinking well I haven't read in a long time well you should start reading again oh well I don't have time well you should make time because for about seven ninety nine or like cheaper you can get a book yeah and that'll last you for a while so with this economy, it's cheaper than if you were going to go buy a DVD. You could buy a couple books, even if you find a used bookstore. Yeah, I buy most of my books from a used bookstore. Yeah, and so if, if you are thinking, well, well, let me convince you, and we're going to give you a great way to start. We're going to give you some practical tips. We brought Joe here. This is the October cast, so we were going to uh, have Joe tell us um, and, and get us started with a few books if you've never read horror here are a few books that you should read um, if, if you're trying to get into it and you want a great place to start. So, Joe, let's say that I, you know, maybe I read a little bit. Maybe I don't really read, but I'm interested. I want to read some horror. Where do I start? Where are some books uh, or what are some books that I should start with if I've never really read horror and I want to get into it? Well, I think someone more mainstream like Stephen King is good to start with. Because um, he's got so much good stuff out there. And, I mean, maybe start with the short stories. Like, one of my favorites is Skeleton Crew. It's actually got The Mist in it. Uh, so you've maybe seen the movie The Mist. Sure. And actually, speaking of what you were saying before about characters and creatures. Yeah. I thought The Mist was actually better after I saw the movie. Because they were such weird-looking creatures that... I couldn't even you know imagine them in my head, right? But uh, but that was that was pretty cool. And there's a lot of that was actually not even one of my favorites out of Skeleton Crew. It had some really good stuff in there, maybe stuff you've seen as a kid. I know I saw some. Uh, there was a movie. I think it was called The Raft. That's what the story was called. Was that in Creepshow? I don't. You know what might have been. I know that oh. I saw it as a kid, and it was about these like teenagers or college kids who went out to this lake and they swam out to there was like a floating raft it was like they call it a raft i don't really know i wouldn't think of it as a raft it's like a wooden like a wooden box thing yeah and then there's like a black blob in the water yeah that's totally one of the creep show movies either one or two that's in the creep show too i know as a kid that scared me when i went uh older on yeah i i didn't either until i got this book but I know one time when I swam out to one of those things, that's all I could think about. I was probably ah. like 13, and I was in Philadelphia. 
and they had this lake and there was one of those out there and the whole time and it wasn't really far out like in the movie it was you know pretty close but man i'm thinking this black oil slick is gonna come kill me <laughs> oh man i remember but, that scene in that movie where that the kid gets pulled, pulled through yeah. the dock because yeah. you think oh there's well i don't want to spoiler alert yeah, but yeah. creep show's been out since the 80s so statute of limitations 87 um one of the kids gets to the the raft and they're like, "Oh, we're safe." And then it pulls him through yeah, the middle yeah. of it. Ah, that is is it the same in the story? It's uh I'm pretty sure. I just know pretty similar. I don't remember it specifically the movie. I just remember once I started reading it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is that story." And yeah, uh, yeah how great. It, and that's kind of when I first started reading Stephen King and I was like, "Wow." And then I realized all these tons of his short stories, you you know the big ones like It and The Stand, stuff like that, you you know that are him, but a lot of these short stories, they were uh, his stuff too. I, I could name a bunch of them, but can't think of it right now. But sure, sure, that's just one of them. But that that book is great. Well, let me ask you a question, and this is something that both of you can answer because Jason, you're currently reading Stephen King, and I think that's probably one of the authors you've read the most of. Would that be right? Yeah, Stephen I've King probably read at least thirty of his books. <laughs> he is that's impressive. Thirty books is a lot. Um, he is famous. He is probably the best-known name in horror, maybe one of the best-known authors of our time. Um, and I want to ask you guys, because I've read some of his stuff, and I'm not going to tell you what I think of him, but do you think that he's overrated, or do you think that he's earned his reputation? Uh, I think he's earned it. I think a lot of people, there's reasons that they don't like him. I think because his books are so long. Right. And they're very in detail. But that kind of helps me out because I always have a hard time getting a picture of a character. And he normally goes into background on all of his characters. And you really get to know the characters well. That's great, though. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too. And he's been around so long that he's probably touched on every kind of genre and style. And I mean, I know he's done some sci-fi. He's done some... He was... A lot of people don't know he wrote The Green Mile. Yeah, so, I mean, that is that has supernatural elements, but it's more of a character story, you know, involving uh, growth and change. And, you know, it's it's more about the character. The supernatural isn't the highlight. Yeah. It's yeah. how the characters interact and then their decisions. Yeah. Um, Jason, you've only read... Is this, this is the first thing of Stephen King's you've ever read? Yep. And so I know that we're... And, and I think this is a great opportunity because we're talking about opposite ends of the spectrum. 30 books here from Joe and then one short story from Jason or, or however many. Um, did you feel like his writing was up to snuff with what you were expecting? Yes. Uh, do you feel like he's living up to this legend status even just a little? I know that it's going to take time. Uh, yeah. But how do you feel about that? Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very good. So good for, good start for you? Oh, yeah. You're definitely like, yeah, I could see how he's well known. Right, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I just wanted to stop you there and just kind of talk. Because I've... My thoughts on it are he's really good when he's good, and I don't like it when he misses. He's hit or miss. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know what I mean? When he... And I, it's funny because I bet you that you can go... You could take five different Stephen King fans, and I bet you all their hit or misses would have a bunch of variations. Like, there are stories that I would probably really love that I think, oh, that's a hit. And you might think, nah. Yeah. Which... Actually, is probably more impressive because he can, you know, he as a writer can write it with so many different styles and voices that it can appeal to many. And then also, you know, I'll be like, yeah, that's not my thing, but it is your thing. Yeah. But yeah. then there are some stories where we'll both connect on and say, oh, that is my thing. So mm -hmm. that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So what are some more? 
Uh, well, I'll give you just... I've got a huge list here, and I can give you a couple just from Stephen King. Okay, well, I'll and we you, can post that list if you don't... Okay, I mean, you, okay. you go into as yeah, much as you want. I don't have want, to go through all these, but... Whatever ones you really want to get to the listeners, and then we can post it so that they can even look it up. We'll link it so that they could buy them right on Amazon.com. Okay, the... The best Stephen King book that I've ever read in itself is The Stand. Really? Which, that's one of my favorite books of all time. Wow. Um, the Stand was awesome. It's Maybe you've seen the, the TV movie. I've seen that which miniseries. Was, it was okay. Uh, See, and again, that's now my thoughts of it. That's what I think of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately. Because yeah. I've heard it's really good. But the book... It it is amazing. It's very much more detailed, and it'd be better if you haven't seen the movie recently because you don't want to have those characters in your head because the book is so good. Yeah. And uh, again, there's some people. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but there were some people in it that were just not very good. But the book was great. Also, it it was a decent TV movie and a great book. Uh, Desperation was one that. You probably haven't seen the movie. They made a movie. It was bad. But oh, what was that about? Luckily, oh, is that the one about the guy? Who, no, that's thinner. Yeah, Desperation. What's you that? probably haven't seen. Um, it's one that I read the book and didn't even know that there was a movie. Right. And the book was great. That's also one of my probably favorites. But my top Stephen King, I guess, apart from just a single book, would be the Dark Tower series, which the Dark Tower series is kind of like a dark fantasy sci-fi horror not really so much horror but it's everything else uh alternate universes it's uh western but it that's actually the first stephen king that i ever read was his first dark tower book the gunslinger oh cool and i read all seven in a row and i hadn't read a book in years and i read all seven in a row um very quickly and they're not short books either but it it pulls you in. And, uh, which that's good. If you're listening out there and this is for, we're going to get into a list like this after, uh, this, but if you do read and you are looking for something to, to sink your teeth into, there are seven books. So you can really get into that. If you've never read it, go get the first book of that, get hooked on it and email us and tell us what you think. But that would be a great series. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go ahead and say some other stuff that's not yeah, Stephen you, King? Yeah, exactly. Let, let's just say that. Let's say you read Stephen King and he's not your bag for whatever reason you don't like. Because he has a very distinct tone and style yeah, to yeah. his writing. Let's say you're like, eh, you don't want it. What are some other ones? I've never read a horror book before. Give me just a couple more places to start. Uh, another one that is just classic for me is Clive Barker, The Damnation Game. Yeah? That, that was an awesome book. Um and why? What 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 really stood out about that? Uh it was it's hard to say. I can't even really explain what it was. Yeah. It was just something. I mean, if you look it up on Amazon or something and look at the description, it's uh I mean, it's just a great book. It's it's hard to say why. It's kind of like if you've ever read American Gods by Neil Gaiman. There Yeah, there's so much the, to it that yeah. it's difficult to and pinpoint. It's actually very similar. But there was a lot of aspects of it were very similar, but that's a great one. Um, the one that I read in one day was uh, Jack Ketchum, The Girl Next Door. Mm-hmm. And that's not like The Girl Next Door, the movie with the Playboy girl. It's like, oh, it's yeah. a different Girl Next Door. It's um, it's a horror, but it's not supernatural horror. It's um, 
more like it's, real life. It's very real life. It's actually based on a somewhat based on a true story about a girl who was pretty much held in a basement and tortured. And so it's very it's very graphic and dark, but it's it's really good. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And so But it is hard to read. It's cuz it, it is so realistic. You feel like it's real and you feel like you're right there. Gotcha. So if you guys are listening, if you're like, yeah, I'm looking for something to... You're not really big into the supernatural stuff, but you are into suspense or thrillers, that's a good place to, to start. And didn't you say that's one of the... Yeah, oh, yeah. You said uh, it's one of the best books you've ever read because of you sat and read it in one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and then another one kind of like that, it's not real supernatural, would be Intensity by Dean Koontz. I've heard that that book... There's actually a, uh, there's a podcast that I listen to called Writing Excuses. And it's the idea is to give you excuses to write. So many writers make excuses not to write. Um, they there's uh, Howard Taylor is on there, and he actually said that that book was so intense for him because it's just constant, constant, constant. It's just it's not that it's horror all the time, but it's that it's so suspenseful, so suspenseful that he had to check. He said he had to check the end of the book to see if the character <laughs> lived or died yeah. because he was just being dragged through like hot coals the whole time like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen yeah i mean that book i was literally my heart was pounding reading that book and i've never really felt like that i'll get disturbed by books sometimes i'll i'll think oh that's creepy or but that book i've never read a book that was so intense i mean it really i was it was like i was watching a movie and you're waiting for the guy to jump out or something and you know, wow. you're just, you See? know, your heart's pounding. That's fantastic. And um, let me ask you about that. Is it, uh, and you don't have to reveal too much, but just so that people know what they're getting into. Is it supernatural? Is it not? No, it's not. It's it's really just about a serial killer. But um, it's about this serial killer who comes after this family and then, yeah, I don't want to say too much. Sure, sure. No, that's just kinda, enough. That's I mean, just enough. It's very intense because it's like the whole book is just hitting you you don't know what's going to happen that's fantastic so well that is a great uh that's a great list to start with i mean um was there like were there any more that had to be on that list people who they're just starting out and you definitely you know is there one you want to mention to them for sure uh well someone actually this could be for anybody uh if you're new into horror or if you've been reading horror if you're looking for someone new uh jonathan mayberry I'm reading one of his books right now, and it's about kind of like zombies, but it's not real cheesy like George, well, I don't want to say cheesy, but George Romero type zombies. It's like, it's very serious. It's a really, really good book. And then also he did a trilogy called the Pine Deep Trilogy, which is amazing. It's, uh, it's right up there with the, you know, the best Stephen King stuff I've ever read. It's really, that's probably another one of my favorites would be the Pine Deep Trilogy. Excellent. And so, um, well, excellent. So we have a great list to start with. We've got some short story ideas. You've got some authors' names. So if you're listening out there, uh, we'll link to these authors probably on Amazon uh, versus each individual book. We'll link maybe some of the books. But um, So if you're thinking of starting to read horror, then uh, that's a great place to start. Now, you're saying, Tim, Jason, Joe, I already read horror. I'm bored with this podcast. Well, this next part is for you. Joe has also prepared a list for us of if you have been reading horror, 
and you've you've you're like, yeah, I think I've read it all. Here are some books you might not have read that you should have read. So, Joe, tell me. I've been reading horror for, you know, since I was like 16 years old. I feel like I've read it all. What haven't I read or what should I have make sure that I have read? Well, again, I will stress Jonathan Mayberry. Um, he cuz he is newer. I think he did his first book in 2004, 2005 and uh he's amazing for for anyone. Um also there's a girl named Sarah Langan and she wrote a couple books. She's got a new one that I haven't read, but also The Missing and the Keeper. Those were both related too, so I'd recommend if you read them read them in order. I can't remember which one is first. Girls can't write books. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I think she was the first female author I ever read and I was really impressed. That's actually one that's supernatural and it it was really scary. Like, you know, a lot of times, like I said, I think books are creepy. Sure. um, Disturbing. But yeah. hers were pretty scary. That's great because I mean, you can. Yeah. You're telling me that it crossed over from being like, "Oh yeah, that was a little spooky," to like, "Wow, this is a scary book." Yeah, yeah, that's cool because another thing, I love books because you can assign your own meaning to things, or you can imagine it as scary or as not scary as you want, and that's something that um, there's not many mediums that afford you that same luxury for so cheap. You can get a paperback book for six, seven, sometimes four or five bucks at a yeah. used bookstore. And just imagine away. Also, yeah. if you're uh, someone out there and you're like, man, I really want to be a director. I want to direct movies. Well, you need to be reading books because you have to be able to visualize this stuff. And if you can't read a book and visualize it, you're not going to be able to read a script and visualize it. Um, so start reading. Start storyboarding books if you want practice. Uh, that's a great way. So so what are some other ones? Uh, Joe Hill. He's one of the newer ones. He's actually Stephen King's son. Oh, that's but- a... Uh, what is it? Not a pseudonym. A, a pen well, name. Kind of. Uh, he, he goes by Joe Hill, but his middle name is, I think, Hillstrom. So he didn't want to go by King because he didn't want to be known as Stephen King's son. Sure. In the shadow of a giant. Yeah. I mean, I, I've read a little bit about him, and he didn't even let his publisher know that Stephen King was his dad until he started winning all these awards. So That's great. Um, Heart Shaped Box was... That's another one that was pretty scary. Like, uh, it's about a ghost. It's about a guy who buys a ghost on eBay. <laughs> and he, um, he buys... <laughs> That's a, already interesting. Man. Yeah, he buys a ghost, and they say, well, it's not just... You're not just going to buy it and say, okay, you won, you get the ghost. They actually send him the suit that he was... Uh, he was not actually buried in it. I think he was cremated. So they sent him his suit that he wore all the time. And uh, that was a pretty scary book. It was it was good. I'm and gonna try to sell a ghost on eBay. Too. Yeah, <laughs> you think it would work? They well, people actually sell like ghosts in bottles, ghosts in a bottle. Huh. I mean, oh, sorry, it wasn't eBay because eBay doesn't allow that. It was some other oh. auction site. I guess eBay doesn't allow to, you to sell that type of stuff. Spooky yeah, Bay. <laughs> yeah, they stopped all that. I think wasn't yeah. it something ridiculous that like a Civil War ghost sold for thousands of dollars? <laughs> I think that really happened. Possibly. Like there was some kind of You're, yeah, probably. Hmm. So that's cool. So it's Stephen King's son, and you said that you know read some of his books as well as your short stories, and that's a great place. Uh, yeah, and then if you want some other ones, like uh, if you like the more uh, gory type stuff, Brian Keene's really good. I know Tim started reading. Oh his. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I got interrupted because I got a new computer. And so I had to reload everything so that we can do the show and all that stuff. That's why a lot of these posts are delayed. But um, 
I um, think that I'm going to start reading that again soon because that was a very good twist. That surprised me every time I picked it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rising is what I was reading. Yeah. It's kind of a zombie book, (laughs) kind of not. Um, It is and it isn't. And I I was surprised. Um, They just, they put a spin on it that I thought, well, it's about time somebody did this. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good characters, well written. Yeah. So that was cool. I, I didn't think it was really scary, but it's gory. It was gory. <laughs> and yeah, that it, makes it, it kind of scary. Yeah. But, that but, wasn't a book that I was like, oh, what's going to happen next? That was more of a book yeah. where I was like, whoa, what's going to happen next? It's like action. It, yeah. It was like zombie action with um, just a cool twist every few pages. You'd be like, oh, I see what they did there. You know, yeah, just like something yeah. that kept you... It just kept me engaged the whole time. So check that out. Brian Keene, good author. Yeah, another one that's kind of like that, kind of on the gory side, sometimes supernatural, sometimes not, is Richard Lehman. And I guess he's, he's actually dead. <laughs> but um, he's I been can, around for a while. And... You can buy his ghost on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll, he'll really ghost right for you. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, yeah, but, but he's pretty good. And he's another one that it's kind of disturbing, his stuff, so you have to be able to handle it. Yeah, but uh, like as far as intensity or subject matter, because I know no, uh, it's just he's very very graphic. I mean, it'll be about a serial killer or something, and and he goes into great detail oh, of like demented things. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, and, so uh, what was his name again? So it's not necessarily for everyone. Uh, that is Richard Layman. So Richard Layman, if again, so we're talking to you, storied horror fans. If you are thinking, all right. You know, just like Joe said, just beware. It's pretty graphic. But if you're looking to get into something that is what he described, then that's someone who Joe recommends. Yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah. So, okay. Those are some really good places to start. Tell me if you had, and this is kind of a hard question, but if you could suggest one book to someone, like of of all the ones on your list, if you could suggest one book to someone, you don't know whether they read or not, but they promised you that they would read one book. Mm. You, they're like, I'm not a horror fan. I don't think I like horror. I'm never going to read horror, but I'll read one book and a one book only. Do you know which one you'd pick? Which one would you pick? I would have to say probably Intensity, just because it's easy to get into. Yeah, and it is so by Dean Koontz. Um, it is so. I mean, it's just so fast paced and. I mean, I think just about anyone could read it. I tried to get my mom to read it, but she had to stop reading it. Oh, it was uh, too intense. Yeah. yeah. There she, you go. She said she couldn't read that because my dad had been going out of town a lot, and she's like, I can't be a home, uh, at home alone reading, reading that. <laughs> that makes sense. I can understand. So, yeah. And that's not really gruesome. There's well, it's some, still suspenseful. Yeah. There, there is some, uh, some kind of uh, gory parts in it, but it's more just suspense. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, so... Um, you know, you heard it here, everybody. These are some books that you can get into, and like I said, for a few bucks, stop by a used bookstore. If you don't have a used bookstore around you, which is, you know, it's possible, it's improbable, but it's possible, go to Amazon.com. Go to uh, Books A Million. Um, are there any other bookstores that you like, maybe like a large chain or like small ones, Borders, whatever, you know, is there? My favorite, as far as a chain, would be Barnes & Noble. You like Barnes and Noble, yeah. and anything? Any reason why? Like selection, or uh, I think they have the best selection, and uh, it's just a fun store to go to. It's not boring at all. I mean, yeah. even if you don't like books, it makes you want to read books going in there. Yeah, I feel <laughs> the same way. I, I would say we don't have one 
that's full size near us. The one that I know of is at the mall. Yeah. So it's kind of a small one. But, yeah, there's one in Melbourne uh, where my girlfriend lives, and there's a full-size Barnes & Noble, and I love going into that place. They got a Starbucks in the center. Yeah. And then it just fans out. There's a whole children's area. There's a DVD section with you can listen to any CD. They have big comfy chairs around that you can just sit in and read. Yeah, yeah I like that too. I like that they have the chairs. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So, you know, everybody who's listening, go out, get a book, read. Because uh, it's, it's, it's something that will also improve your brain power. It'll get you thinking in a way you haven't thought of in a long time. Increase your vocabulary. There's tons of reasons. But one of the most awesome reasons is because it's fun and it's very inexpensive for the amount that you get out of it. So, thanks so much, Joe. Is there any uh, is there anything else that you wanted to give our uh, like tips or anything that you wanted to give our listeners to a- anything regarding reading, finding time to read, anything like that? Or, uh, sure. I mean, you know, I used to think I never had time to read, but then I just kind of stopped watching all the stupid TV shows that you sit and you think there's nothing on. Yeah, and so don't watch anything. You know, read a book. Because there's plenty of good books. Um, you know, I just have a couple shows that I watch now because there's just so much bad stuff on TV. Yeah. <laughs> you just find so much time to watch boring stuff on TV. And then uh, another thing, stick with it. You know, don't, after the first five pages, close a book because it can sometimes take a while. Um, yeah. You know, if you've read, you know, 30 pages or so and you're just not liking it at all, then. You know, obviously, you probably shouldn't keep reading. But I know uh, the the book, The Kite Runner, uh, which is not horror. I tried to start reading that twice and stopped reading it. I got probably about thirty pages into it, mm-hmm. and for some reason, put it down. And then I finished reading it, and that's one of the best books I've ever read. That's I've never really read another book like that. That's not a action horror crime. It's just like regular like drama fiction. Yeah, and it was and great. I was just gonna say too. Uh, sometimes the mood is right. Jason, have you ever seen a show or read a book that it just the timing was off for you, but then you went back to it later and thought, "Yeah, this is really good." I wonder why I didn't like it the first time. Yeah, um, because I've done that before, and um, I just feel like going back to things. So if you did buy a book and you think, "Man, those multi geeks made me spend seven dollars and ninety nine cents of my hard earned money." Um, Keep it around because the mood might hit differently. And uh, I don't know why I didn't think of this before. Go to the library. I didn't even think about that, which is silly. But go to your public library. You can check out the books that we're talking about or others that catch your eye for free. Um, but, yeah, I'm totally with you on that as far as the stupid TV show. Yeah. You're just like, man, this is so dumb. Yet you put the remote down and go, ah, but it's all that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, also, uh, find a friend. And perhaps read the same book together. Um, if you're into this sort of thing, you could even start talking about book club. But a lot of people's schedules don't really allow for that. But if you can find a, a, a friend that you like reading with, maybe even two. Um, like Joe and I kind of do this where he'll have a book that I want to read and I have a book that he wants to read and we'll you know plan to trade. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, oh, you know, and I'll, I'll read one that he gives me. And, and that way you can also save money that way and just kind of trade back and forth. Um, so... And so, another yeah. thing, sorry, just to put in there with used bookstores, you can trade them in. You know, even if you just have some books that have been sitting around that you never read, like as a gift or whatever. Yeah. You could take them, and normally for about three books, you can, if you take three books in, you can normally get a book. 
So oh, cool. not have to pay any money. There you go. So if you've already read them and you're just like, ah, or even those books we were talking about where you're like, man, can't believe I bought this. <laughs> you can at least get some credit. I don't yeah. know. I wonder how bookstores return policy is like regularly. You could probably only return it maybe the first few days, I yeah. would imagine. I think uh, like Books a Million, I think you got like 30 days because... <laughs> I know, I know. It doesn't can make you, sense. Can you, you see can the read puzzle? It and take it back. But, uh, <laughs> Which I know, I I wouldn't do that. But at the same time, I keep thinking, the wheel started spinning in my head. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read this whole thing and it was pretty good. But I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it was worth seven dollars and ninety nine cents. That's funny. Um, hey Joe, have you read the Hellbound Heart? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a Clive Barker. It's uh, yeah. what Hellraiser was based on. And um, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, that's when it, it was kind of helpful to watch the movie because mm. there is some weird-looking people in there, like Pinhead, and which he's barely even in the book. Uh, mm. He's a very small part of it. Really? But, uh, yeah, it's mostly it's about... He doesn't have the, a big part in the movie, though, really. I don't think Not he does. He's just known for... Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was because the other movies. Yeah, he he got more known. Another but, isn't he another one of the horror uh, icons that went into space? Yeah, <laughs> what is up with that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but but that was a great book. I mm. thought it was pretty good. It was short. Uh, that's another one. You know what? I did read that in a day, but it's on, oh. only because it was like a hundred pages. I think. Oh. oh wow. Yeah, it was just like a little novel. That's almost novella size. Yeah, yeah was it was. Say, I don't it know was. what the actual novella size is. It's like between Jason. Why don't you check that out? I it, I think it's between. It I've always wondered fifty and ninety nine pages, or like fifty and a hundred pages, or. Well, I know some of the Stephen King's one that, ones that come out that are considered novellas are like two hundred fifty pages, and he. That's says, well. That is a novella for him. Well, it's usually yeah. word. I think it's word count. I think they yeah. do it based on how many words it is. It says uh, between seventeen thousand five hundred and forty thousand words. Huh. Okay, there you go. So I wonder how many pages that would be. I don't know. I bet a published author would know. <laughs> yeah. They would, because I think that they get paid um, different commissions and forwards, um, or advances, not forwards, different advances based on how long the book is and stuff like that. But Well, that's why Stephen King is so rich. <laughs> most of his books are like 800 to 1,000 pages. Man, that is, do you have any of his hardcovers? I have tons of them. His hardcovers. Yeah. Those things have got to cost 30 and 40 bucks. Well, they do, but I get them all used, so I only pay 6 $7 for them in no. perfect condition. What? Yeah. Yeah. Go to a used bookstore, everybody. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, I had no idea them. that they were 6 and $7. Yeah. The only ones that, wow. that are his that are hard to find that are really expensive are the Dark Tower books, the older ones. Uh-huh. Uh, they are, you know... 35 40 50 dollars for the second editions first wow. edition i didn't like realize when you were telling 100. me about that series but it actually started in 1982 yeah and then he just slinger. finished it i think in 2005 or yeah something right he finished the seven and I actually i was just reading about it um it said he's he may even continue it really i didn't even know that yeah well they've they've turned it into a marvel series a bunch of his stuff yeah and the stand has gone into marvel mm-hmm. Yeah, Marvel and, uh, Comics is doing a lot of stuff with Stephen King. Also, J.J. Uh, Abrams is supposed to be doing the uh, the movie for The Dark Tower. That's what I heard. They're supposed to do all seven, but I guess it, it all depends on how good the first one goes. Yeah, and the producers of Lost, I think, uh, Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams were going to yeah, yeah, get together. And, really, and they, 
this was I mean it was like that time I came over your house and we played Mario Kart that was like last year <laughs> yeah we yeah. read this maybe earlier this year but it just seems like forever ago um, it was they were saying they really want to make sure they do a good job because they understand and they they've proven it with Star Trek they've proven it with Lost you know with Cloverfield if you do something really well which I know how you define well but they just by sticking to what makes the source material good not just sticking to source material because we've seen with the (laughs) (laughs) the unwatchable men (laughs) um, that uh, you can have the source material and and frame for frame make it a movie but it's still not a great movie because of you you've missed why the source material is great and when and how it was timing and stuff like that you know yep can so, I ask a question? Yeah. Um, why would you want a hardcover over a paperback? Why would you want one, Joe? I know why I would. I just like them. I like the okay. way that they look on, on a bookshelf. Uh-huh. Also, they're a little bit easier to read. They're a little bit easier to hold in your hands rather than like when you get a teeny paperback book. You kind of got to prime open, mm-hmm. and it's smaller writing. But I actually I just like to have them on my shelf. Mm-hmm. I put them on my bookshelf. I think they look really nice. Yeah. Do you take the uh, the sleeves off? No. Yeah. Because I I, I know that uh, those sleeves do a lot. Because I'll I used to take them off, and within two weeks the book was already like getting like worn around the edges and stuff. Yeah. You know, carrying around my bag and all that stuff. So those sleeves do work. I just didn't know because you were talking about how they look, and you know when you take the sleeves off, they're all like different. Yeah. They. I I think they actually look. Uh, I don't know. Maybe better. If it's like they older, kind of junkier books, then it looks good without the sleeves. But if they're new books and they're in good condition, I think it, it looks, looks cool good with, with it on the there. Yeah. yeah, I like hardcover books because. Well, let me say this: I like paperback books better than hardcover books because I can put them in my bag easier and like, <laughs> kind of like what you're saying. I can like fold them back and just like read it and not yeah, that's worry what about it. I like, reading. I like folding folding it back which is great but what i i try to not get any creases in them so i, I kind of like hold them partially shut because i don't want to crease the binding on a no, paperback no. Uh, is it because you get more for trade at the bookstore or something i don't know i just like them when they look new <laughs> i know what you mean so yeah but That's a lot funny. of the horror that i read you can't get in hardcover hmm. it's only in paperback yeah i mean it's more for a publisher to print you know on those those hardback. I mean, it's a whole threaded process with everything, but I've had a couple of books that I'll leave in my car for like a few hours. You know what I mean? Like I'll go into band practice and it's sitting in my car for maybe four hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I come back and the pages are coming out of the binding because the glue gets really warm and comes off. And that's not awesome. That would never happen with a hardcover book. It's bound in. Huh? You could probably put that thing in the oven and it wouldn't do that. Uh, I've actually had a hardcover, the, the, cover of it kind of bend a little bit because it was in a hot car yeah but it wasn't laying flat i had it like in my oh, door it, panel you it know? got like, soft in the spots and, yeah yeah and then it was like had this weird crease to it so yeah it see like even then bend. i'm okay with that the other books like i had this book i just bought it it was like i want to say it was like 12 dollars. it was a larger kind of prestige paperback you mm-hmm. know and it had like the red pages on the side it's called orcs hmm. it's really oh neat. yeah 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 well, honestly, I let my brother <clears throat> borrow it, and he's the one who left it in the car. He didn't think anything of it, but I didn't either. I didn't even know he left it in there. I've had it happen before. I would have told him, hey, if you're going to do it, at least don't leave it in direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. And when I went to read it later that day, I picked it up, and a big chunk of the middle just fell right out. <laughs> and it stayed together. 
but that chunk went. Yeah. And I was like, this is brand new. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I prefer the idea of hardcover. I never get them, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I'm with Joe. I like how they look on the shelf, hardcovers. Yeah. But I like reading the paperbacks better. Does this bother you that this is folded over like this? <laughs> He's holding up no. his... Because uh... <laughs> as I was reading, you know, I folded around like yeah, that. But yeah, but that's yeah. kind of impossible not to happen. Jason just, was holding his... I try his and make them look perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, 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 like, right there, Jason, your Stephen King books folded up. I would... F- me? It's not driving me crazy, but to me, I keep wanting to take it and set it on its Flip front. it over. Yeah. So oh. that, like, because it's just... I don't like j- them upside down, though. <laughs> See, aren't we all strangely obsessive compulsive about our books? Yeah. yeah. Come on, but seriously, flip it. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so um, I guess we'll end the podcast uh, with a couple of things. One thing, I wanted to mention author, see if either of you have ever heard of it or heard of it, heard of him. His name is Douglas Clegg. Um, have you guys ever heard of Douglas Clegg? I have. Have you ever read any of his stuff? No. Um, I have one of his books and I haven't read it. <laughs> it's I don't know which book you have. I've only read his short stories and I really enjoyed them. Okay. Right. Um, he's got his own style of writing. Um, I don't know. It's not like earth shattering, but have you ever heard a band where you're just like, oh, I like that band. They're not anything super new or like totally original, but you're just like, oh, I like that. Yeah. That's kind of how he is. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Hmm. Very smart, but then also... He doesn't get too, like, sometimes for me, Stephen King will get, like, too psychological. Like, when he's describing stuff, it gets a little weird. Yeah. A little bit. Not so much with Douglas Clegg, but still he captures that feeling. So that's the first thing I just wanted to mention, that author. And uh, Jason, I actually bought that. It was called, what was it called? Halloween Treats, I think. It was a three short oh. stories. I bought it for the iPhone Kindle. Hmm. Um, and that and was Douglas Clegg? Douglas Clegg. And uh, so far, I, I read the first one, and it was like, okay, it was pretty cool. And then the second one it got... Spooky? Um, it's more about, intri- yes, it's like, it's not like scary where it's like, boo, yeah. but it's like this one, the first one, <laughs> the first one was more, um, just like an interesting psychological idea. Is it more like a Twilight Zone kind yeah, of story? Yeah, the first one was. Yeah. The second one looks like it's shaping up to be a little more spooky. Huh. I read some of his stuff that was really spooky. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, the second thing I wanted to say was... With reading, do you find yourself being more creative? Like, do you come up with ideas? Do you think, like, oh, you know it would be a cool story? Have you ever found yourself doing that? Because you're reading, you're, like, in that mindset. I don't know if you... Uh, Joe, do you feel that way? Or are you just no. like... No, nothing like <laughs> I would that? love to be able to write because I just love reading so much, but I am not creative at all in that sense. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Some no. people are, some people aren't. But that, I, that's why I'm curious if it just makes you go, oh, you know what we need? What about you, Jason? 